So good morning, good afternoon, uh, everybody. We are really happy to be here today on another episode of DX Talks with our uh, amazing guest, Naveen, uh, the Group Chief Executive Officer uh, of Trescon. We'll be having a beautiful discussion. <clears throat> He's a leader of numerous years of experience in this world of digital leadership and events leadership. Uh, he's been into the markets, he's been into business development, uh, entrepreneur, into the marketing, a full life cycle of events, uh, just amazing experience that we can learn uh, a lot from. And today, with a lot of emerging technologies that is really taking us by far, he's in the driving eye. So he manages more of a team of 250 plus with Trescon, uh, and then we'll be discussing also about the events that are coming. So Naveen, welcome, welcome to DX Talks, welcome to our episode. Uh, hope everything is well on your side. Salam alaikum, namaste, good day, good afternoon uh, to everyone. Thank you for having me, and of course, uh, my day has started amazingly, and with this, I think my day is only going to get better. Good to be here, <laughs> Indeed, thank you. Thank you for 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 dropping by, uh, Naveen. You know you've been all over. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your entrepreneurial journey, because you have quite a lot of a good one. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll drive yeah. the, the other the other stuff when we move. Well, uh, I'm a I'm a computer science engineer that doesn't code well. Let me start with that. So that's my uh, entry into the tech space. I'm more of an intrapreneur than an entrepreneur because until up until recently, I've only been associated with companies that were uh, found by other people from my network, including Trescon, which was found by uh, a bunch of my old friends, Muhammad Salim, Mithun Shetty, uh, Swarnawarai, and Madhukar Dudda. I've joined hands with them now as the group CEO to help scale our business to different heights. Now, to talk about my background, I've been working since the age of 14, one four, doing a lot of art jobs, uh, uh, you know, pro working as a promoter, as an usher, uh, not shying away from any opportunity that came uh, my way. Worked in a bank, HSBC, worked for a staffing and engineering company. But one thing that uh, I really enjoyed a lot is the events space. So when I worked for a French events organizer for seven years in one of my past careers, I really loved the kind of uh, ecosystem connect that events bring to you. For the last four years, 2019 till the end of 2022 and beginning of 2023, I left the events industry. I went on to explore technology a little more. So I was the chief growth officer for uh, Spire Solutions, which is one of the leading value-added distributors here in the Middle East and African region, focusing heavily on cybersecurity, data analytics, artificial intelligence, solutions and services related to that. But it seems like my heart and my calling has always been for events. So I'm back in the events space. And uh, luckily for me, Trescon being one of the leaders in the emerging technology event space or the future technology event space, it, it helps me connect with the industry, you know, bring both worlds, the events experience and the tech, tech experience together and help scale our business. So I think that, 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 that gives you a bit of, uh, bit of a background about, uh, about me. You went far, but you didn't go far from what you love. So it's amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So while I was at Fire Solutions, marketing was reporting into me. So one way or the other, events was a big thing for us. Still so you there. Jitex, you still leave, there. Jisec, uh, your future tech command, 
Cairo ICT, you can't run away from events, really. Even during COVID, virtual events were a thing, and I had to be associated with it. But now I'm back into events full time. Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, the event business in UAE, the Middle East, the GCC in specific is, is really booming. Can you give us a little bit on the what's happening on the scene there? Why is it really that much of a scene in, in, this, in the area? Two, two reasons. And maybe right? globally, One and maybe is, globally, of course. And I think these two reasons apply globally, but from a market standpoint, let me start with first reason. I think uh, if you look at the Western world today, several of the countries are under recession, and I dare say this because there are published reports which talk about their economies. So what's happening is quite naturally the interest is shifting towards Asia. And when I say Asia, the Middle East, of course, playing an integral uh, role or an integral part, there's tremendous interest for GCC countries. Firstly, local markets, of course, is, is consolidating and concentrating heavily in GCC. Secondly, international countries or countries outside of this region are also very keen on this market. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is the fact that post-pandemic impact. So during the pandemic, a good couple of years were washed away. And as much as people thought that the region was suffering from too many events and there was saturation before COVID, COVID actually made people realize the importance, the essence and the value of having to meet people in person, the power of serendipity and how business and economies actually move when you're in front of someone as opposed to just hiding behind virtual screens or emails or WhatsApp messages on and so forth. So one, the market potential and the Western world not doing so great is helping us. Two, the need for physical presence, the need to shake hands, sit down, discuss business, strike partnerships, exchange ideas, figure out solutions, and then come up with some really crazy things is what's actually driving the growth in the event space here in our region. Great. Um, I heard yesterday that Zoom is calling back all of its employees to come back to office. So that's an ironic uh, statement by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's happening yeah. in that space. Uh, yeah. Too much online, of course, we lose the, the human. Uh, you know, I have I work on a 100% remote uh, business model uh, and all my team mm -hmm. is scattered around the world. And then I feel that sometimes we lose the connection, how much we try. <laughs> so True. absolutely. Yeah, indeed. indeed. Well, indeed. I, I've, I've called our teams back to work as well. We're not being rigid. We, of course, allow and entertain work from home requests, but it should be a privilege. It's not a default. Again, not trying to be uh, rigid here. We are quite flexible, but we believe that when you're together with teams, there's there's more power. And uh, the possibility of doing things faster, exchange of ideas, coming up with some crazy creative, innovative stuff is more likely when you're with and around people. Plus, I think from an inspiration and motivation standpoint as well, if you're having a bad day and if you're on your own, there's only so much that anybody can do remotely. But if you're in person, somebody can pick you up. Right, because mm -hmm. your 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 out of sight is out of mind. Insight is in mind. So, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of working together as well. I I'm totally in the believe in that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, you have a big team to manage. So, how do you do it? You know, uh, a lot of events, sustainability forum coming up, World Blockchain so uh, Summit, Digital Acceleration and Transformation Expo. You know, it's not just UAE. It's not uh, Saudi Arabia. It's not uh, India. It's <laughs> Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough upkeeping if if I can say what's what's that secret of you know trying to bring that plus of people and then you being there on the forefront of this. 
I, I will tell you the secret and the full credit goes to people that were running the show before me. One is, of course, the founding team. And two is the teams that they have built locally. They make it quite seamless for me to be out there and spend more time connecting with the external world as opposed to having to break my head on running the internal operations. Uh, we are quite mobile. We are quite nimble. Although we have 250 employees, I'm approachable and reachable for pretty much everybody and vice versa. I reach out to them wherever there is a need. Uh, our offices are not just in one place, right? So just in India, we have three offices, Bangalore, Mangalore, Manipal. I sit here in Dubai where our head office is. We also have a few remote satellite offices in other parts of the world. We plan to open two full-fledged offices this year, one in one of the GCC countries and one in the ASEAN country. I won't take the names for now, but those offices will come up as well. So What's working really well in our favor or more so in my advantage is the fact that we have a bunch of really passionate people that either know how to do their jobs or will not shy away from learning how to do their jobs. So when you put a team, let's say you have a team of 11 or 14 really passionate footballers, of course, you need to coach them a little bit. You need to set priorities, but you don't really need to teach them how to play football because they are good at that. You just unleash them in the grounds and they will go win matches for you. So that's that's how it's working for me. So the founding team, the teams that we had and the new ones that we are hiring, everybody is passionate about the work that we do. For us, these events are not just two-day affairs where people come meet and go. For us, it's actually something much larger. We are helping the world embrace emerging technologies. We are helping the world come up with inclusive leadership. We are helping the world be more sustainable. So our objectives are far larger than just putting people in the room for two days. And this passion is brimming within the company. And it's also cascading to pretty much all different levels, all different ranks within the organization, which then, of course, makes my job easy in terms of uh, you know, having us run all these events and launch new events, look at new markets, look at new business ventures, so on and so forth. Indeed. You know, I, I've worked with, with you guys for a while now. And I really feel, you know, we're in a media business trying to be uh, also on the, on the forefront with whatever we can uh, spread the world uh, of Trescon. And I see it's, it's a very, you know, powerful platform also that you have where, uh, you know, you're on the forefront of technologies. You're on the forefront, not just on the technology side, but the topics, the the management, uh, the how it's going, you know, so many other things. Uh, it's really amazing how you guys do it. It's uh, it's one of the maybe use cases that should be part also studied as event management. I'm not overstating, but it's really it's a work of art of how because I think the experience that's there, uh, the team that's there, the dedication that's there is bringing it towards uh, another level of not just, well, we're managing uh, an event. No, it's much more than this. Thank you. Thank you. And because you talked about that, I want to break a news. Uh, this is the first time we're actually sharing this publicly. Salim and I have just started uh, writing a book on the arts of B2B events. We okay. want to take our experience to the world. We want people that are interested to, to grow within the events industry or just know how the events industry functions, primarily the B2B or the business-to-business -business events industry. We want them to have some sort of means and we want them to learn from real-world practical examples, the challenges, the problems, uh, the no sleep for three days continuously, sometimes having to, you know, roll up your sleeves and do things on your own, even picking up tissues from the floor, you got to be ready regardless of the title you carry, regardless of the number of years of experience that you have. But in the end, once you've delivered that event, you sit back, 
relax and enjoy the fact that you could see that come to life, right? So we want to take our experience. We want to uh, take the case studies, the use cases, and pretty much all our learning to the wider masses outside of the 250-odd people we have here at Trescon. So we're actually writing a book. You rightly said it. It is an art, and we're actually naming the book also The Art of B2B Events. So hopefully... Uh First half of next year, that should be out there. In, uh, I want my, my, my signed copy. <laughs> you will get one I'm for booking sure. my signed copy from now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> um, I've attended the, the IFC uh, FinTech event a uh, couple of months ago, and I think it was amazing. You know, it brought all of the people in the region, I think. Can you tell us a little bit more and can you tell us when this, you know, initiative is driven by the government and supported or managed by you, uh, how would this, you know, empower more and how the governments can really empower more of such initiatives where we can see a big transformation and a culture transformation? Well, we are fortunate and grateful for the partnership that we have with the government of Dubai or in particular with the DIFC. The success of the Dubai Fintech Summit and the DIFC Fintech Week last year and everything else that we're doing together, I, I would give complete credit to DIFC, the DIFC Innovation Hub, the CEOs of DIFC and DIFC Innovation Hub, which are people like Arif Amiri, Mohammed Al-Balushi, and the rest of the team there because they are very driven. They're driven to ensure that Dubai as a brand is positioned as a leader in the world, but not just by brand, by actions by driving innovation, by helping embrace innovation within the fintech and the financial space. So the Dubai Fintech Summit, uh, which is the brainchild of DIFC uh, government of uh, Dubai government of UAE, which is a national mandate, brought together over 5,000 senior decision makers from around the world not just fintech companies, but even banking CEOs were there. So Standard Chartered CEO was there, Bill Winters. You had the president of Franklin Templeton. You had ministers, you had governors. So it brought the people that actually matter, the decision makers, those that are calling shots at large organizations, at country levels, so on and so forth, to help discuss, deliberate, and influence the future of finance and fintech right from here in Dubai, thereby positioning Dubai as a global fintech capital. So for us, it's a massive opportunity, very, very, you know, in a very humble way, we're grateful for the kind of experience and exposure that we got from there. We've been active in the fintech space. We run the World Fintech Show. We actually own the World Fintech Show, which we host around the world. And here in the UAE, the only fintech uh, event that we focus on and we're fully dedicated to uh, is, is the Dubai Fintech Summit by DIFC. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it was, well, the feedback that I heard, it is a super quality event that you can attend. And you know, today there's a lot of events. Yes. Not all of them are quality. Uh, some of them are just for, you know, passing through or whatever. But this is one of the, not just quality event, the highlight of the world yeah. of financial technologies. Uh, as you said, you brought a lot of big names, a lot of deals were signed, a lot of things were signed also. So uh, it's amazing. So I, I can't speak for DIFC. I can't speak for the event. I can't speak for the government for sure, but I can speak for myself. What happened at the event is you saw a transition or a shift from intent to impact, which was then measured. Even yeah. now, 
the world is talking about it. As you said, partnerships were signed, market penetration announcements were made. It wasn't just about MOU signing. It was actually something more tangible, which helps drive the future of finance and financial innovation. So this is this is one of the primary objectives of the Dubai FinTech Summit, to be practical, to be tangible, to be measurable, and to scale along with the overall industry, because it's not just another event that's being held for the sake of uh, being an event, but it's actually something that's got a much bigger, broader objective to help uh, transform the global fintech space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where, you know, on the forefront of financial technologies, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of shift there in UAE, especially on the blockchain aspect. And this is where you guys are running also the World Blockchain Summit. I don't know what you can tell us about this uh, because it's coming soon in UAE and uh, there's other uh, also events. I would like you to state them in uh, just a few seconds. But what do we expect in the World Blockchain Summit? That's another financial new financial instrument, if I can say. In UAE, also the government is keen to be on the forefront of legislation and legalizing and then pushing the innovation part, not just, uh, well, this is innovation, uh, sorry, this is legalization and it's not doing anything. No, it's also pushing the innovation part, trying to partner, trying to learn in the end of the day. And this is where your role also on this front, you're trying to push the agendas, trying to push uh, so many things uh, in the World Blockchain Summit. Definitely. By the way, the World Blockchain Summit is the world's longest running blockchain event series. Super proud of that. I just came back from Singapore, so... We, we held the 25th edition of the World Blockchain Summit in Singapore last week. We had more than 1,500 people participating there. Dubai is the only city where the Blockchain Summit is held two times in a year. World Blockchain Summit, in short, is called as WBS. And in the blockchain community, we're quite popular as WBS. So WBS Dubai edition, first one was March earlier this year, and the next one is coming up in uh, November. So WBS is a celebration of the blockchain community, as well as it is to educate the masses and the broader world, not just the blockchain community, but the broader world, about the impact of blockchain. Because more often than not, when you say blockchain, people think Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but that's not just it. Cryptocurrencies are enabled by blockchain, but then blockchain has a lot of other use cases that are real-world practical examples. Blockchain is being used in the aviation industry to track flights. Blockchain is being used in the healthcare industry to centralize patient records. Blockchain is being used in the banking and financial industry to facilitate cross-border payments. Blockchain is being used for national ID and registrar maintenance, so on and so forth. Blockchain is also being used in military and defense organizations for them to keep their intelligence services in place. So there are unlimited number of case studies and examples that you could talk about when it comes to blockchain. But more often than not, the sentiment is blockchain is crypto. So what happens at our blockchain summit is we talk about real world case studies. We bring in enterprise decision makers, not just the crypto folks. We talk about its application across different industries, how it has benefited companies, how it has benefited economies and countries and so on and so forth. While all of that is happening in the educational sessions and we bring you know, big speakers from some of the large blockchain companies, large enterprise decision makers, customers or organizations that have already implemented blockchain, we are also providing a platform for startups from the blockchain space to get out there on the stage and pitch. For example, last week in Singapore, we had the regional edition of the Startup World Cup, 
where we had a lot of uh, blockchain startups pitching. Earlier this year in Dubai, we ran the Startup Grand Slam where 16 startups were pitching, again, their ideas. Majority of these are uh, already out there. So they're not just concepts and white papers. They're either MVP or they're already revenue generating, which means that that level of credibility is already established. Some level of vetting is already done. They're talking to a room full of investors and enterprise decision makers. Investors, of course, because they want to raise capital, Enterprise decision makers are going to judge the technology. So, you know, the, the triad of startups, the decision makers or the cust- potential customers and the investors are all in the room. So when you pitch to an audience like this, uh, they say the proof in the pudding is in eating. It's a win-win proposition, right? The investor can assess the credibility of this product and possible market reaction because he's seeing the, the enterprise uh, customers go, wow, or not so cool. The enterprise guys, again, are getting an opportunity to work with startups that might not be big behemoths yet, but might become one in, in, in future. And for startups, you raise capital, you connect with customers. This is exactly what you need, right? You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to capitalize, but at the same time, you also want to commercialize, both of which is happening. So the whole community is coming together. And of course, governments also participate. Sometimes regular regulators are attending, industry development agencies are attending, enterprise folks are there, uh, incubators, accelerators, partners such as yourselves, media is there. So it's truly a celebration of all things that you need to drive forward an industry. And in this particular case, it's a blockchain. That's you know something dear to us. You also talked about DATE earlier. So DATE is Digital Acceleration and Transformation Expo. And the easiest way to say that is DATE is A to Z of technology. Artificial intelligence, blockchain, cloud, cyber, CX, data analytics, ESG, esports and gaming, fintech. The list keeps going long, right? What we've done is we've consolidated some of our brands like the World AI Show, the World Blockchain Summit, the World Cloud Show, so on and so forth, into a single large convex And then we have multiple streams. We have multiple zones for companies to come and showcase and exhibit multiple streams and uh, multiple stages where you're talking global thought leadership, investment, shaping future of economies, digitizing economies, digital transformation, as well as you're getting to granular level and speaking about topics like metaverse and its impact, hypercompute so on and so forth. So that's uh, in November. There's also FinTech show, the World FinTech show and World AI show coming up in Saudi in December. So we have a pretty uh, packed calendar for uh, the rest of the year. Yeah, I think it's really packed. And then uh, wherever you are coming or watching us, uh, was it from Saudi, UAE, uh, India, uh, and other places because you have you're pushing the agendas <laughs> quite a lot. I don't know if you have any last um words you want to say before we start concluding this episode and i yes. think it's crucial that you you know you you say uh because there's a lot of learning as i mentioned and then i'm happy for the book hopefully to see light uh, early next year um uh, the floor is yours well we want to empower the community and we want to be empowered by the community we want uh, people to know that we are not just an events organizer Events is our sweet spot. That's our uh, bread and butter. That's how we've come this far. And it's going to continue to be an integral part of our growth. But in addition to the events being our hub, we're also working on a lot of other things. We're launching a training academy. In 2025, we also want to set up our own venture capital, which makes investments into startups. So the startups that are coming to our events are not just raising capital through other means, but also have the possibility of raising capital through us because we will have a dedicated institutionalized uh, investment arm. 
there's a business setup organization that's coming up. There's a training academy, as I talked about, and a few other really interesting uh, pieces, including a metaverse community for people to stay connected 365 days in a year, not just during those two days in the year. So you see, we truly want to empower the community and have them stay connected all throughout the year and add them more value than what an events company would be adding because this we realized that the USP or the unique value proposition that we bring to the table is our close proximity to our ecosystem stakeholders and the fact that they need us in not just events, but to also do a lot of other things. So we look forward to, to collaborating. We look forward to empowering and we also most definitely look forward to being empowered by the community because Trescon's uh, growth is driven by the community and everything that we want to do from here on is also going to be driven by uh, the community. I love I love what you said. And, you know, being in there and being in UAE specifically, because this is where your head office, you operate all over the place. But uh, I think UAE is a beautiful place because all of the investments, all of the strategies, and especially the metaverse strategy or, you know, the blockchain strategies and whatever. And then you are talking that language. So you're not talking some other language there. And then we want to lead across the region and i see where you're positioning uh trescon uh and the founders also where they they are going you know now going into investment going into the training and so many other things i think it's a beautiful vision also uh, not just on a country level but also on a company level trying to be uh, as a leader uh, in the space and not just bring back or give back it's a two-way relationship and that you don't see it often we just launched, speaking about bring back and give back, although I said my last comments were what I shared earlier, just you know, 30 more seconds. We just launched Trescon Foundation. We are starting in India. This is our way of giving back to the society, not commercial, strictly not for profit, where to begin with, we are funding the foundation to reach the grassroots level and aid a few organizations and individuals that are in need. And slowly, we want to also grow that organization and be able to give back to the society in many different forms, right? It could be capacity building. It could be digital literacy in rural areas. It could be about uh, uh, creating enough skill set for people to get employed in uh, urban areas, so on and so forth. So giving back to the society is very personal to us. Trescon Foundation is going to be driving all those initiatives. It's a little too early to get into elaborate details of the foundation, but we've already started the process and hopefully the next time we meet, I'll have a lot of amazing things to talk to you about in a very humble tone about what the foundation is achieving. Thank you. Thank you, Naveen, uh, Group Chief Executive Officer of Trescon. Uh, I had the privilege today uh, talking to you and then learning more of not just any other, any company. Well, it's an active company. It's a community company. It's by the, driven by the people and driven by people like you who are eager to change, I think, the world, not just... Uh, as you mentioned, create an event and it's done. It's not about that. It's way beyond. And uh, thank you again for for jumping uh, on the X Talks. And then we'll see you again on the, on, the, on the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Rudy. I will see you soon. Masalam.